What's up, everybody? I hope everybody's having an amazing, blessed day today. I uh, want to welcome everybody to the TB's uh, Two Cents actual podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys being here. If you have yet to favorite our podcast uh, or join us here on the podcast, please be sure to do that. Please consider doing that. I shot out an actual poll uh, on social media asking people, just uh, came up with a couple different subjects and asked people what they would like to hear next on uh the podcast because let's face it the reason why i do this podcast is for you guys you know the engagement to get to know you guys you guys get to know me so what one of the ones that is winning out right now one of one of the subjects is um are all the american muscle cars gone so i'm actually going to talk about that and what i think about that and stuff like that you can give me your two cents by recorded message or just send me a message i would really appreciate it uh so let's get right into it the American muscle car. What I mean by the American muscle car is not if, you know, there was a muscle car that was out in the 60s and 70s, if they still actually put out a version today. I'm talking about the actual muscle car, what it got its name for. You know, where has, uh, you know, all that gone? Uh, even today, even some of the muscle cars, uh, that they make today is not necessarily all made in America. Most all the American cars are not all made in America. They outsource the stuff to other countries and stuff like that. And it wasn't like that as much in uh, the 60s and 70s, whether it be a muscle car, whether it not be a muscle car. But I want to talk about just, you know, just some of the amazing muscle cars uh, that were out in the 60s and 70s. And one of them was the Pontiac GTO. Uh, that car was absolutely amazing i know my father had a couple versions of it in the 60s and the 70s both uh they called it the goat uh it was just absolutely amazing it was gm since it was pontiac which i'm always a fan of uh gm uh, i know that they came back out with the actual uh, gto version uh that does have a little bit of power to it and stuff like that but it still looks more like an economic um car more than a muscle car uh you know um uh, Muscle cars aren't made uh, like they used to be before, you know, everything was made with metal, everything was made with steel, nowadays it's made with fiberglass, it's made with plastic, uh, I understand because that is, you know, cheaper uh, for, them, for the manufacturer to actually do, uh, but I like the fact of having, uh, you know, steel bumpers, I like the fact of having, uh, you know, all that steel and stuff around me because, you know, you could, you know, end up hitting something or somebody hit you and the thing just, just keep on going, just keep on ticking, you know. Uh, you could have some damage to your front end and your motor would be just fine. You'd have some damage in your rear end, your gas tank and stuff like that would be just fine. Uh, the frame would be just fine. Now these newer vehicles that have all this plastic fiberglass, you barely put a dent in them and they have to... Uh, basically total them out because of, you know, it, they're just so easily bent and, and broken. But the Pontiac GTO was a really, really, really awesome, uh, um, you know, uh, vehicle. Uh, you know, it, it was really, really fast. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you exactly how fast it is because it varied depending on, you know, what engine type you had. And that's another thing with these older cars. Sometimes you had different types of engines that you could actually put in these cars i understand with the newer cars they don't want to make these engines so big uh you know because uh more people are wanting to become economical because of the, the way gas prices are nowadays and all that stuff and that is one contribution of 
what happened in the American muscle car is because of, you know, gas prices going so high and people only driving them kind of like as a luxury if they owned uh, a lot of these American muscle cars instead of, uh, you know, uh, driving them uh, pretty much as much as they can. You know, uh, they just they couldn't take the gas prices. Then also a lot of people uh, put additives in their gas and stuff to, to help keep uh, stuff clean, to help see, keep stuff lubricated and stuff, stuff like Turbo Blue and, and all that stuff. So that got to be expensive. Uh, so that's when it became the muscle American muscle car was just luxury to just drive on weekends or just drive to show off and, and stuff like that. So yes, gas prices was, uh, one thing that, um, that determined a little bit of, you know, if people still used muscle cars as a daily driver, you know, to get back and forth to work and, all and then also road conditions as well. You know, the American muscle cars were not, uh, you know, the best in snow and, and all that other stuff. But man, man, when you just heard that revving of that actual uh, muscle car, you knew it was a muscle car. Or the idling, you know, of the cam and stuff like that. They, there's just no sound like it. There, there, there's just none, uh, in my opinion. Uh, let's go on with some of the some of the actual uh, cars that I wanted to mention. Uh, there was in the, in the '60s, uh, there was the Shelby Cobra, uh, which was uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, uh, actual bus American muscle car. Uh, then you had the uh, '60s uh, Dodge Charger. For those of you that um, you know that watch Dukes of Hazard uh, stuff like that. For those of you that are Mopar engine uh, fans and stuff and everything, you guys had to have loved. Uh, this muscle car, yes, they did come back out with, uh, you know, a newer version of it today, but again, it's all plastic, it's all fiberglass, the motor is pretty strong in it, it is pretty fast, uh, but it's more of like a, uh, I want to, I want to say a sports car built into a family luxury car, I guess if you want to put it that way, because most of them are four-door, uh, and, um, they look sharp and everything for being a four-door, uh, but it's just, it's not like, it's not like the, uh, like the old 60s and 70s muscle car. No metal, uh, none of that stuff. Um, then you have the 60s uh, Plymouth Roadrunner Hemi. Uh, those were absolutely awesome. Uh, if you guys uh, ever watched NASCAR or anything like that, uh, you know, NASCAR used uh, these as well as other ones as well, uh, other manufacturers, but... Uh, they use these a lot and they were a fast, uh, fast car it, back in the sixties and seventies. It seems like nowadays people are trying to get smaller and smaller, uh, with, with their cars back in the sixties and seventies. It's almost like, you know, the bigger car you had, the bigger engine that they could put in and, and, and the more powerful it was. So it was like completely opposite, uh, back then it was like the, the bigger luxury, more, not really luxury, but the the bigger the car that you can cruise in, you know, and just sit back and cruise in and hear that American muscle car sound, uh, that was the best thing to do uh, back in the 60s and 70s. Then my all-time favorite, it doesn't matter what year it is, uh, but the 60s uh, Chevrolet Camaro. Uh, they had different versions of the Camaro. All these vehicles that I'm getting ready, that I'm mentioning, they had different versions. You know, they had the stock model all the way up to, you know, the very... The very sporty, sporty models, you know, like the ZL1, the SS, the RS, uh, you know, the Z28, uh, all that stuff and everything. Just like with the other manufacturers, they had different versions of them too. But 
that Chevrolet Camaro was always probably one of one of my favorites, uh, but probably in my top three, I would say. I did own a 25th anniversary uh, Z28, but it still was not the same because it still did not have, uh, you know, the steel bumpers. Uh, it still did not have that, um, you know, just that overall steel body look. Um, it, it just didn't have it. it. It had a little bit of the muscle car sound, uh, but not as much as, you know, back in the back in the 60s and 70s and even some early 80s. Don't get me wrong, the Camaro is still around today. Uh, the Camaro is, is popular. Uh, it is, uh, a lot of people think it's, uh, you know, it's an, a muscle car. To me, I consider that a sports car. And let me, let me tell you the difference. A muscle car is something that has steel to it. It has that idling, awesome sound. Uh, it has a lot of different versions, uh, for, uh, you know, a motor and it'll pretty much get up and go. It's not a little compact. A uh, little car either. It's kind of like a medium size or a, a large size. Now, a sports car has some of those features as far as the different motor sizes, as far as if it would get up and go, but it does not have any steel. It does not have any metal. It's all, it's, the majority of it is fiberglass and plastic, and, and the newer uh, Camaros are. Now, I'm not knocking a new Camaro. I would love to have a newer Camaro. Don't get me wrong, but it's nothing like the older uh, the older 60s and 70s, and even before that, uh, models of, of of other sports cars. Then we come to the Ford Mustang, which is probably uh, one of my favorite. I'm not a real huge Ford person, but those of you that are, you know, Ford people, uh, you know, Ford was probably one of the ones. Is if I ever got a uh, uh, an actual Ford sports car the Ford Mustang would have been it between the Ford Mustang and then probably like the Ford Thunderbird or, um, you know, some of the other Fords I'm, I'm probably getting ready to mention uh, here soon. That'll be on maybe on the list that I mentioned. I may or may not. Uh, that's probably one of the ones that, that, that I would actually own that I would actually maybe even possibly buy uh, a chassis or something and, and rebuild the thing. Uh, cause they were, they were awesome. Uh, they were just like any other, they were steel. Uh, there was a lot of, uh, of competition between the Mustang and the Camaro back in the day, which there still is today. Same with the Camaro. They still have the Mustang out today, but it still is nothing like the actual American muscle car back in the 60s and 70s. And those of you that were Ford fanatics, you've got to remember the 428 Cobra Jet. Uh, that was an absolutely amazing engine. I will say that that much for the actual Ford. Then we come to probably the other one that's in my top three. Uh, of the American muscle cars, and that is the Chevrolet Chevelle. Uh, absolutely love the Chevelles. A little bit bigger than the actual Camaro, uh, but they have diff had different versions of the actual uh, Chevelle with the SS naturally coming with a, a 454 in it, a big block V8 um, that actually had 450 horsepower back then. Uh, the 454s nowadays are kind of knocked down a little bit on horsepower, uh, but again, all steel, beautiful car, absolutely amazing. Loved, loved, loved uh, that. Uh, then you had the Plymouth, get back with Plymouth or whatever. You had the Hemi Cuda, uh, which was absolutely amazing uh, vehicle. A lot of people uh, loved the way this car looked, and it, it was absolutely amazing American muscle car. Um, and then you had tons more, uh, you know, uh, that was out there. You know, you had the... The Pontiac Le Mans, you know, that was out there, they brought it back out as like a little import car. 
you had the Chevrolet Nova, uh, which was absolutely amazing. I love that. That was another one that was in my top three. My top three was the Nova, the Chevelle, and the Camaro. Uh, they come back without out with it, and it looked like a little Toyota as as well, like a little import car. Um, you had the uh, Ford Galaxy. You know, you had the uh, you know the Mercury Cougar. Uh, you had the Ford Fairlane. Um, you know, you had what they called the Talladega, you had the Torino, all these are Fords and stuff, by the way. Uh, you had the Ford Falcons, uh, you know, you had quite a bit of, of, of options out there, you know, for American muscle cars that, that, you know, people considered American muscle cars. The sixties and seventies was just absolutely amazing for actual muscle cars. And then some other Chevys that I didn't mention, you know, you had the actual, uh, Chevy Impala, uh, you know, that was, that was absolutely, absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, you had different, uh, versions of, you know, the Chevelles. You had the El Camino, uh, you know, for Chevrolet. And you also had the, you know, the Corvette as well, uh, for Chevrolet. Then again, for Pontiac, you had like the Firebird. Then Oldsmobile had their versions of stuff of like the old 442. Uh, then the Buick had, you know, um, well, it came out in like the, uh, the actual eighties, but you know, you had the grand nationals, but back in the sixties and seventies, you know, you had the Riviera, you had the Skylark, uh, again with the, with the Ford and stuff, you know, you had the Thunderbird, uh, with Dodge and stuff. You had the Cornette, you had the Super B with Plymouth. Again, you had the Superbird, you had the GTX, you had the Duster, then you had your AMC vehicles and stuff like the Javelin and the AMX. There was just tons and tons and tons of actual uh, muscle cars out there. There was just absolutely amazing. And that's just basically a small minute, uh, you know, if I'm missing any, if you had an actual muscle car uh, or you had American muscle car or if you had an American muscle car that was your favorite that you wish that you had, please uh, send us a message. And let us know actually what that was, and we will uh, be sure to actually mention that maybe in our next podcast or something. But to get back to the real reason why I wanted to talk about American muscle cars, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to talk about American muscle cars, is I understand people wanted to, uh, you know, also get speed down, uh, you know, because it was killing a lot of people, you know, people were wanting to race all the time, uh, you know, and, and, and all that stuff, Um but I think that they need to bring the American muscle car back. I think that they actually need to bring just regular cars in general back that has metal, that has uh, the actual steel bumpers and stuff like that. I remember some of the vehicles that I worked on. I'm, I'm a backyard mechanic. I have been ever since I've been real little. Um, I could actually, some of the vehicles that I worked on actually stand, have the hood up and actually get in the engine compartment and stand in the engine compartment with my feet on the ground and work on the engine. That's how much space you had, um, you know, uh, with these engines to work on these engines. Nowadays, they try to compact as much stuff as they can um, in the engine compartment to where you have to take off 50 million different things uh, just to get to one little thing, or you have to uh, take to the dealer because if they you know, something that may require something that only the dealer has uh, to be able to fix it as well. Um, it's becoming obsolete. The American muscle car is really, really becoming obsolete. And that's even as far as, you know, if you want to, uh, 
you know, say you're getting ready to retire or something and you want to actually go to a junkyard and pick up, uh, you know, the best shell of a sports car that you would want to rebuild. Uh, it's even hard to do that uh, nowadays. It's even hard to find parts for them uh, nowadays. And, and it's sad. I think that they need to really, really, really uh, bring these vehicles back. I know they're trying to also, you know, here in the United States, they're trying to get rid of gasoline cars where they went to the E85 and then they're trying to do electric cars and stuff where they don't have to worry about gas and all this other stuff. Um, I know that there's, you know, good and bad stuff uh, for gas. I'm not going to say anything, you know, about that in this podcast, but I feel like that they need to just, I think that they would probably get more um, sales and stuff and everything if they went back to uh, the stuff of old, uh, like, I mean, I said it before, you know, with the Camaro and the Mustang, uh, for example, they do have a version of that today. They did not get rid of that. They do have a version of those today and they do have, uh, kind of like, I want to call back, uh, like a callback or a throwback, uh, basically how they look, uh, but it's still not the same. They're all plastic. Uh, you know, they look a little bit like the sixties and seventies, but it's all plastic. It's all fiberglass. You know, the underneath the hood, there's hardly no room at all because everything is jam-packed in there. Uh, I, I just don't like them. I, I don't like the uh, the actual what they call American muscle cars today, but what I call American sports cars because I feel that the American muscle car, uh, other than people that have got vehicles from the 60s and 70s and some of the early 80s, mid-80s uh, cars, now to actually rebuild or maybe hand down to their kids or take car shows or just take on weekend rides or just bring back their glory days. I feel that that is the only muscle cars that are around today. Other than that, they're gone. They're done. They're gone until they bring back all this stuff that I mentioned about what a true American muscle car was. American muscle cars are gone, people. I hate to say it. We need to say goodbye to them. They are gone. Uh, it is now just sports cars in general. So um, rest in peace, American muscle cars, unless you get brought back. Um, you know, give me your opinion. That's what all these uh, uh, podcasts and the videos that I do and stuff, uh, give me your opinion. Uh, send me a message or record it either one on what you think about uh, the American muscle cars, anything you think about American muscle cars, not just what I've actually spoke about. I'd really, really appreciate it. If you have gotten this far in our podcast and you're actually on Anchor FM, please consider hitting that support button for as little as 99 cents a month. You can support us and become a part of what we do. We would really appreciate that very, very much. If something happens to this on some other uh, actual podcast platform, we do have a way that you can become a patron as well. Uh, you'll have to check that out. The link is actually in our podcast. Uh, you get rewards for it as well if you'd like the rewards, or you can make a donation at, pay at PayPal at any time. Uh, please consider doing that of any amount. Any amount actually uh, is appreciated. But most importantly, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, want your guys' support in, uh, you know, listening to our podcast, engaging in our content sharing our content, liking our content, and all that good kind of stuff. All that stuff is way better uh, than anything at all. So remember the greatest gift is love, and we love you here, so we hope you have an amazing day. We hope you have a blessed day. Bye-bye.